Advertisements are some ordinary accident. We have time to chase our wonders away and to postpone the answers. We have time to break a dream to pieces and then to reinvent it. We have time to make friends, to lose friends. We have time to receive lessons and forget them afterwards. We have time to receive gifts and not to understand them. We have time for them all. There is no time for just a bit of tenderness. When we are aware about to do this, we die. I've learned that you cannot make someone love you. All you can do is to be a loved person. The rest depends on the others. I've learned that as much as I care, others might not care. I've learned that it takes years to earn trust and just a few seconds to lose it. I've learned that it does not matter what you have in your life, but who you have. I've learned that your charm is useful for about 15 minutes. Afterwards, you should better know something. I've learned that no matter how you cut it, Everything has two sides. I've learned that you should separate from your loved ones with warm words. It might be the last time you see them. I've learned that you can still continue for a long time after saying you cannot continue anymore. I've learned that heroes are those who do what they have to do, when they have to do it, regardless of the consequences. I've learned that there are people who love, but do not know how to show it. I've learned that when I am upset, I have the right to be upset but not the right to be bad. I've learned that real friendship continues to exist despite the distance, and this is true also for real love. I've learned that if someone does not love you like you want them to, it does not mean that they do not love you with all their heart. I've learned that no matter how good of a friend someone is for you, that person will hurt you every now and then, and that you have to forgive them. I've learned that it is not enough to be forgiven by others. Sometimes you have to learn to forgive yourself. I've learned that no matter how much you suffer, the world will not stop for your pain. I've learned that the past and the circumstances might have an influence on your personality, but that you are responsible for what you become. I've learned that if two people have an argument, it does not mean that they do not love each other. I've learned that sometimes you have to put on the first place the person, not the facts. I've learned that two people can look at the same thing and can see something totally different. I've learned that regardless of the consequences, those who are honest with themselves go further in life. I've learned that life can be changed in a few hours by people who do not even know you. I've learned that even when you think there is nothing more you can give, when a friend calls you, you will find the strength to help him. I've learned that writing just like talking can ease the pains of the soul. I've learned that those whom you love the most are taken away from you too soon. I've learned that it is too difficult to realize where to draw the line between being friendly, not hurting people, and supporting your opinions. I've learned to love, to be loved. Octavian Paler, we have time.
I suggested before that the shimmer is west of the Southern Reach facility. Curiosity led me to TV Tropes once again, and its differentiation between a quest to the west and an eastward endeavor. Regarding an eastward endeavor, it says, quote, The east has always been associated with renewal. The sun rises from this direction, bringing light to the world and metaphorically to our minds. The answers coming from the east contrast with the darkness and mystery of the west. It's no wonder that many soul-searching journeys would be headed east. In the ancient world, maps often had east at the top instead of north, giving it the additional meaning of being the right direction, like Ventress's computer map. While west is a direction associated with unknown and new adventures, east is where the protagonist gets a better understanding of him slash herself. In western works, a cause of this association is often the stereotyped view of the Orient, depicting it as a highly spiritual place. This is why many eastward endeavors will have mystical elements and take place in the Shangri-La or some equivalent. End quote. But this is not a venture eastward. Regarding a quest to the west, TV Tropes says, quote, Going west means our heroes will be coming from the east, which means the sun will rise behind them. It is widely accepted that the sun is a metaphor for light and all that is good and righteous. Similarly, dawn is a metaphor for new beginnings and hopes. So going west is a sort of visual metaphor, showing that our hero is bringing new hopes for better life with them. Furthermore, from a cinematic perspective, it makes for a very heroic and awesome shot. End quote. Except, when these five women approach the Shimmer, it is gray, overcast. There is no light behind them, no light guiding them. And each one knows, though Lena certainly hopes otherwise, that they will likely never return from this eldritch location. There is no dialogue in Minute 29. The five women approach the Shimmer, walking toward camera, the Southern Reach facility, numerous military ground vehicles, and two helicopters behind them. Their horizontal line is uneven. Almost a V formation, but Shepard, in the middle, is too close to Radic. Immediately, as this minute begins, we get a reverse angle. Now we are behind the women as they approach the shimmer, which rises well above whole trees, well above the frame. Their line is more even than before. In the mid-ground are fallen trees of various sizes. Thorinson turns her head from the line of women to look ahead. Shepard turns her head from looking toward Raddock and Thorinson to also look ahead. The women slow and stop. Second nine. We get what should be an awkward cut, the same angle but from much farther back. But the sheer immensity of the shimmer and how it dwarfs the women hides the crime of the cut a little. The sound and the visual make it clear. There is no way to know what to expect beyond the barrier. It is an alien thing. The tree line has a clear division where this mission, and presumably earlier ones, will enter, but the lack of larger trees will not help their trailing military escorts to see what happens once they pass the threshold. Second 15, Angle on Ventress and Lena from the front, Shepard at the right edge of frame. One of the helicopters hovers behind and above Lena. Ventress's jacket is a darker brown than the other women's. She wears an extra layer under it, a black coat with a high neck. Ventress takes the first step. Lena looks at her. Shepard looks at her. The camera just begins to move closer to Lena, and we cut to a reverse angle, second 20, centered on Ventress from behind Lena. 
Lena fills the left half of the frame, the right offers a mound of stone or dirt covered over with dead grass, a tree, and, on the freeze frame, what looks like the moving texture of the shimmer smiling at Ventress as she approaches. Camera moves forward with Ventress, nearly passing Lena, but just as she is about to be pushed out of the left side of the frame, we cut to a reverse angle, second 25, medium shot, Lena. Shepard's arm at the right edge of frame. That helicopter still hovers over Lena's shoulder like an angel or a demon offering her advice. Do it. Do it. Walk right in. What have you got left to lose? The camera slowly moves closer to Lena and we cut to reverse angle. Second 28, medium shot, Ventress from behind. And we are in the script. Ahead, Dr. Ventress has reached the tree line. Dr. Ventress stops before entering the forest, then turns to look back at Lena. They lock eyes through the shimmering air. In the film, Ventress looks briefly across the line, then focuses on an eyeline that matches up with where Lena should be. Ventress offers the briefest of half-smiles. Second 34, reverse angle on the other four women. Matching uniforms, but for the little details. Shepard has a scarf around her neck. Radek has her hoodie under her coat and her extra long sleeve shirt under that, the ends of the sleeves covering most of her hands. Thorinson has her open coat, her jewelry, and for the first time we can see the Ouroboros tattoo poking out of Thorinson's sleeve. Which will not make sense later, but also makes perfect sense. Thorinson has been living, what, a few hundred yards from the Shimmer, for ten months. The influence of the Shimmer, whatever Southern Reach would like to be the case, has not been fully contained. But there will be plenty of time later to talk about that tattoo. One helicopter hovers over Lena's right shoulder, the other helicopter hovers over Shepard's right shoulder, and Shepard makes the first move. She starts to move, but looks to Radek and Thorinson first. Thorinson looks to Shepard and moves. Shepard follows. As Thorinson is about to leave the right side of frame, moving toward, then past us, we cut to a medium shot, second 41, Lena. Both helicopters hover to her right now. The decision has been made. She has passed the point of no return. Past the point of no return. No backward glances. I games of make believe at an Just as she is going to leave the right side of frame past camera, we cut to reverse angle on Shimmer, second 46. Ventress is already inside. Thorinson is just inside, and still visible, but obscured. Shepard is just going in, Radic close behind her. Lena comes from left side of frame. To enter, they round a small dead tree to the right, then turn left. The visual effect of the Shimmer is added later, of course, so they disappear from view by going to the left after the tree and walking past a large mound that is itself mostly obscured by the visual effect. Shepard enters second 46, disappears second 51. Radic enters second 49, disappears second 53. 
We then enter second 52, disappear second 56. We linger on the barrier. It could be anything beyond it. Well, what is it? This is, uh... What's wrong? I'm not sure. I don't remember this wall. Well, that's okay. You can't remember every wall. I guess, but... Parts of this are taking on a life of its own. Guys. It's running unchecked. Where are we? What's driving it? I don't know. Maybe even stir from alien private eye with... Silver grass. Mountains ten miles high. Five moons, ten suns. At night, the air is rich and sweet. You want to drink it more than breathe it. The sapphire waterfall. It's a waterfall made of sapphires. This enormous jewel the size of a glacier reaches the cliffs of oblivion and then shatters into sapphires at the edge. They fall a hundred thousand feet into a crystal ravine. Big mountains, rivers, sky, game. Just be out there in it, you know, in the wild. It could be paradise. Just defied space. Into a place you couldn't possibly imagine. Now it's time to go back. It could be hell. No, nothing. Hell is only a word. It could be simply death. But you're an angel. Has the time come?
What they have entered, of course, is a wonderland. From TV Tropes, quote, Most fantasy worlds are unrealistic in some way or another, but at least they are reasonable. Wonderland is different. The details vary, of course, but they are invariably strange places filled with strange phenomena and populated by strange people. But they are not so far gone as to permit absolutely anything. Wonderland still makes sense, but not that kind of sense. End quote. Cut to black. Second 59. Caption. In the script, it's part two, area X. In the film, The Shimmer. And time runs out for this minute. We spoke. What was it we said? Wordlessly watching, he waits by the window and wonders at the empty place inside. Annihilation. Annihilation.